Hello, and welcome to The Kosh. I'm your host, Timber Smith, and The Kosh is a podcast that spotlights people who have had an association with Oshkosh or the surrounding Fox Cities area. Um, Kosh listeners, how are you doing out there? Uh, Once again, it is an awesome Saturday morning. Um, My guests are really nice to me because I do make them get up really early to record this. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> to record the show, but it seems to work out well because the energy is always amazing. Uh, let me just start off with a little bit of my uh, starting gripe. Um, so, you know, this weather has been absolutely horrible in making your car filthy, just filthy, filthy, you know, and I'm not a big car washer, but, you know, I got I got a, I got a new vehicle, new whip, and... Um, I'm like, you know, yesterday, I'm like, you know what? I'm going to sneak to the car wash on my way in. And I get to the car wash, and oh, my God, did everybody have that same plan? Did everybody on a Friday right after work have the same plan of getting the smut and the filth off of their car? There was like 72 cars in line to to get it, and I'm just like, good God. Now, I know that sounds like that's my what in the world is going on with, but no, I got a different what in the world is going on with. I just need to share that because it was on my mind. Now, once again, you know what? I have an amazing guest as always. Oh. We're going to try this again. My guest for this week is Tom Perry. Tom, how are you doing? I'm doing well. Thank you. Hey, good. Thank you for being a guest. Um, You know what I like about your name? I can't slaughter it. uh, Kosh listeners know I have a tradition of just just murdering names. I'm, I'm, I'm horrible at it. So, you know, something like Tom and Perry, I can handle that. Much, much like a Timber and Smith. Like, there's just not a whole lot of complexity to that. Not too much. Not too much. All right. Um, you ready to jump in? Certainly. Okay. So, Tom, can you please share a little something about yourself? Well, I've been a human services uh, executive for 32 years. Oh. And I know I'm a lot younger looking than I appear, but... Um, Bruh. <laughs> I've been uh, I've been helping people my entire career right out of college, and what I really do enjoy is helping the disadvantaged individual, whether it be somebody with a disability, uh, somebody new to the area, somebody who can't read, write those types of things. I just enjoy helping people. It, it when you're in human services, they say your heart is bigger than your brain, and maybe that's the case. Um, that might be true. Uh, your heart is definitely usually bigger than your paycheck. That is for sure. (laughs) (laughs) Um, What is your association with um, Oshkosh or the Fox Cities area? Well, I came here about eight years ago uh, for a job change. And um, we were looking in the area for some place to live. And my job was going to be in the Fond du Lac area at the time. And my wife... As an instructor, got a job in the Nina School District, and so Oshkosh was the logical midpoint. Um, what attracted us, though, was a university town, um, much more to do. The theater and sports scene are pretty amazing for a small city. Yeah, they are. And, um, you know, it didn't take me an hour to go to a big grocery store like it did where I came from. So it's, you know, 10 minutes to the store, 10 minutes back, you're good to go. It really was a time saver. 
I'm not going to lie. Traffic gets me. I love what this is for traffic. Like I can't, I have city in my heart, but I can't go back to a big city because I just, that's such a time waster sitting in your car, trying to get the one space to the next space. Like that's just no good. I, I, and I agree with you completely. I'm actually from the South side of Chicago and my wife tells me all the time, quit driving like I'm in the city. So I got to learn to use turn signals and things like that. Are you one of those people? Tom, are you one of those people? If the posted speed limit is just a suggestion. Bruh. <laughs> oh, my God. <laughs> now, you already know that we Wisconsin people already have beef with Illinois drivers because that y'all be wilding out. Right. Well, I've been here since 1984 now, so I'm having a beef with Illinois drivers, too. Oh. <laughs> Bruh. <laughs> I love that. Yes. Yes. Um. So you said you're originally from the uh, south side of Chicago? Yes, and I um, received a scholarship to play baseball at a small college in Wisconsin, and so that's how I came to Wisconsin, met my wife there, and stayed. That's the rest is history, I guess. That's it, huh? Yep. All right, well, baseball is big. What was the, what was the position? I was a relief pitcher and a second baseman. Oh, okay. So now I can't lift my sh- arm above my shoulder. But, you know, you do the things you do when you're young and regret them when you're old. This is facts. Mm-hmm. This is big, fat facts. Like, you just don't get it when you're young like that. There's a time that comes along that the body's going to say, hey, remember when you were like 22 and you did blah, blah, blah? We're going to make you pay for it now. Yeah, there's something yep, yep. There's something very serious about that right there. Okay. Well, thank you. Um we're going to jump into the first segment. First segment is what in the world is going on with? This is where you start off with the phrase, what in the world is going on with? And you tell us what's on your mind. Well, what in the world is going on with the immigrant refugee situation in the area? There's a lot of questions about that. Bruh. Uh, break it down. Well, you know, uh, I work with immigrant refugee populations because our job at the Winnebago Area Literacy Council is to teach people to learn how to read, speak, read and write the English language and the Fox Valley area is a refugee resettlement community. And so we get a lot of people from all over the world. Yes, we do. Um, and uh, you know, a lot of questions been on the Afghan situation, but the Afghan situation is a small part of what makes our community so diverse. We've been getting individuals from central African nations, middle East and Southeast Asia for years and years and years and we tend to lose sight of them when we have a situation like that that's loud and proud in the community like the Afghan situation. And so we just have to be there for everybody that comes in. And, you know, literacy, it's not just new residents. It could be your friend, your neighbor, your aunt, your uncle. Um, so we just want to talk about, you know, what's going on with the Afghans, the, the other immigrants, the other refugees in the area. And we have to welcome them as a community. Yes, we do. Um, they're here. They're supposed to be here. They should be here. They've earned their way here often. Um, and and we should be walking the walk of the talk we say we are. I agree. We have people who, and just this week, I've, I've met uh, 16 new individuals from Afghanistan just this week. Twelve of those individuals had fought in the Army for Afghanistan or for the United States as an interpreter, 
guarding the embassy. One gentleman has to come here just because his unit guarded the United States embassy. It was not something that he wanted to do. It was not something that he thought he would be doing. But because he was assigned there, he had to come here because he had no other options. These men are scared. These people are afraid. They're in a new culture. This is the first time some of them have seen snow. Oh, my God. <laughs> Bruh. Now, you know, snow is scary. It, and it can be. And these, these people are cold. And, you know, I've seen a group walking down the street the other day with a coat on but no hat or gloves. I've made it a point to carry hat and gloves in my car, and I'll pull over and give it to people that I know are new to the area because uh, we just have to be decent to our fellow human. It's what makes us great. It's what makes us a great society and being part of it and being part of this movement to welcome people. It's what we have to do as a community. Facts. Um, I love that. You carry an extra set of gloves and uh, cash listeners out there. I think we need to, to take heed and follow, follow the call here by Tom. Like we, um, do you know the numbers off the top of your head? Um, I've I've heard the numbers because it's part of my job also. Um, but do you do you remember the numbers of how many families or individuals have um, um, moved to Oshkosh? Well, I can tell you that um, during the last presidential administration, the, the last year of the last presidential administration, there were only sixty two families that moved to this area, uh, new families that moved to this area. During this current presidential administration, we're talking about potentially 600 families moving to this area, including about 200 Afghani individuals and their families. So we are ramping up very rapidly to welcome a whole new influx of individuals. And the talent is through the roof. I've met doctors. I've met dentists. I've met lawyers. I've met linguists. I've met... Um, you name it, all kind of professional um, individuals who are here trying to make it. And, you know, we they could be very, very valuable to our community, and we just have to get them to where they can be. Right. Um, so what can we do? How can we help? The first thing we can do is just welcome them, not be afraid, ask questions, get out there, meet these guys, understand what they do, understand their culture, because – they're working as hard as they can to understand our culture and our culture to many of the individuals, not just the Afghan nationals, but to Central Africans, uh, Burmese and Middle Easterners is confusing. Oh, there, my God, it's got to be. Yeah, there are roles, you know, that we play that they don't play. They don't understand the school system. They don't necessarily understand the medical system. We have a, a group of individuals who don't trust our water and therefore always are doing bottled water and we see dental issues because they're getting no fluoride we see people who are leaving kids at home alone because they have to work and they don't understand that societally we don't like kids under a certain age staying at home so we have to teach a lot of things about our culture and the only way we're going to do that is just to engage these individuals, talk to them and find out who they are and what they do and invite them into our homes, our businesses, our movie theaters, wherever. So just so that they learn to be what it is to be an American. Um, facts. Very much so. Okay. Um, my what in the world is going on with is 
what in the world is going on with war? Yeah. yeah. I and 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 here's my problem, right? I understand war happens and sometimes it's necessary, but in this particular time, this particular war that has been that has begun, I don't understand. Because I don't understand why it had to start because there wasn't there there wasn't an instigating incident. There wasn't something that was like, "Well, you did this to us." And now we need to retaliate this way or whatever. This was just, we're going to do this because we can. And right. at least that's what I've gotten out of it. You know, uh, Kosh listeners, if you're out there, please correct me if I'm wrong. But this is what I've gotten out of it. And this is my thing. Um, what I don't like is some of the attitudes towards it because my thing is this. If you don't know anything, I know you're thinking some people, some people are thinking, hey, you know, that's not really our cup of tea. It's not our business. But, you know, I if I'm correct, the way World War II started was it started in one place and then it wasn't our business. And then all of a sudden they attacked us. Right. Then it was our business. And, and, it, and this will become our business because it will affect gas prices. It will affect energy prices. It will affect other imported item prices which we're already suffering from right away. And, and, and so, you know, we have people that are traveling. We, we're we going to close off parts of the world. We're going to have a hard time getting places because we can't fly over certain airspaces. It's going to affect us no matter what. And war simply, in my opinion, starts as a perception of a threat. Maybe not necessarily a threat, but the perception of a threat. And that perception obviously changes between each person in the room. You and I have a different perception on a thousand different topics. Right. This ends up being one man or a group of people that just say, well, this is our perception, so this is how we justify. And um, unfortunately, human humankind is filled with poor decisions. My thing with it is this. You can't put chaos or crazy back in the box and you can't control it either so once it's unleashed it's out there and it's going to do what it does and whether we think it's going to affect us or not it's going to it always does it just is one of those things where you once it's out the box you can't put the jack back in the box and this is one of those things where we we may be short-sighted to see how this affects us, but it will definitely affect us. It right. may even threaten us. Um, it may be more than just financial strife that we have. And I don't think we should just be okay with war being started for, once again, I have yet to hear the justification for it. Right, right? Right. Um, one of the justifications I heard was to prevent genocide of a people. But what does war do? It kills people. <laughs> right. So, yeah, that doesn't sound right. Doesn't doesn't sound right. And it doesn't seem like it's a it's a good justification for anything. But you know, it it it's going to hurt a lot of people. There are people that are now looking for a new con- country to live in. So there will be immigrants and refugees. Uh, some coming here. We have to be able to welcome them. There will be people in the home country who has started the conflict who will not be happy with what's going on. And we may see strife within that country for years to come because of these these things. I mean, this is what happened here after Vietnam. It's going to happen there. 
Um, and we have to be prepared for that as a world and as humankind so that um, we can make this thing better quicker. Otherwise, it's just going to be decades, decades of turmoil because of things like this. Facts. Um, I couldn't agree more. Um, that's a really, there's a lot of wisdom there. All right. On to the next segment. Our next segment is word associations. Uh, the first word we always like to start off with, food. Well, that's all. All is the thing. If you see me, you see that I don't ever pass a meal by. But um, I'm a big Italian uh, type of person. And, and, and of course, <laughs> just a good old cheeseburger is good sometimes, too. Yeah, so you, it's so Italian. Do we got a favorite Italian dish? Uh, you know, I, I'm from the south side of Chicago, so I like Chicago-style pizza. And I'm not talking deep dish, but I'm talking about pizza. It's got some cheese on it. Uh, up here, the cheese is so thin, I just don't understand how you even call pizza. What? Oh, my God. Bruh. I think we're going to have to talk about that one. I think I'm going to have to say that, you know, I'm, I'm going to give you the two places that I know that the cheese is serious here in the cash. Um one is Dr. Benzies. Dr. Benzies. Have you ever gone there? I've gone to Dr. Benzies. That's, it is a top three in the area. Okay, top three. Okay, yeah. that cheese is pretty, pretty serious. And Ratchet Depths. And I've gone there, and that's also in the top three. They're so in the where, top three. Yeah, so, um, and, and Dr. Benzies and Ratchet Debs have a little bit of spice to their sauce, too. Facts. Which is all right. Yeah, I'm, I'm big fans of them. Actually, uh, I, almost too much cheese for me personally, but... Not because I don't love cheese. I love cheese. It's more of a, my body says, hey, bro, there's only so much dairy we're going to allow you to have. No, that's an aging thing. <laughs> that is. <laughs> that is an aging thing. I'm going to have to go on and celebrate that as facts. All right. Um, <laughs> cocktail or beer? You know, being new to Wisconsin or somewhat new to Wisconsin, I got to go with Brandy old fashioned. Hey, Dare, you know that's right. Oh, did we put some youper on that? Oh, yeah, we did. Oh, I love it. Love it, love it, love it. Okay. Brandy old fashions. Um, do you got a favorite spot? No, I, I, I'm, I'm kind of a foodophile, so I like to try anything and everything. Um, you know, obviously, the Wisconsin Supper Club, I've, I've traveled the country, traveled the world. The Wisconsin Supper Club is pretty unique. Um, and I, I do like traveling into the back country and coming across the place that's new and sitting down and eating all kinds of food that's not good for you, but also having that, you know, that good old drink that goes with it. This is true. Yeah. There, I just asked because there's definitely some places that make their brandy old fashioned better than other places. Oh, certainly. Like I, I think the, uh, the Roxy is masterful. Roxy is really good, and you know, if you go on German food night, things like that, it's just uh, pretty amazing. Yeah, the, yeah, their food is yeah. their food's hitting all the time. No ifs, ands, or buts. Okay, um, streaming. Well, now Hulu, Hulu would be my word because uh, I'm I'm a, I'm a gentleman of a certain age, and uh, I remember when I was a young teenager, us getting HBO cable for the first time because it was, you know, ABC, NBC, CBS, and PBS if you had the rabbit ears facing the right way. I'm, I'm of that age. Yes. And, um, <laughs> and so we had cable for a long time, and my kids said, Dad, time to cut the cord. So, you know, um, we do stream a lot, and um, 
love some of the shows that are on there do the binge watching that kind of stuff so uh yeah um one of the best uh, things i've seen lately is only murders in the building oh um, oh yes that show totally got me hooked and 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 when you see see the cast of characters you're like how do these three work together and they work together amazingly so it was a really good and well done series i think everybody said that like literally um I found out about that show for my daughter. And when my daughter told me about it and she's like, it's this person, this person, and this person. I was like, how in the world does that work? But then when I started watching it, I was, I was addicted from the first show. And then when they strung in the whole podcast part of it, then I was done. Right. Right. Then, then I had to, and I totally binged that like in, I think it was two days. It's a really good one. It's a really, really, and I can't wait for the next season. I, yes. got, I hope that there's another season. It seems like there's going to be. I hope so. And, uh, you know, the thing is, is what's great about that is you got to look for the, for the obscure guest spots that pop in here, you know, people, oh. Tina Fey and uh, Nathan Lane and things like that. So it's, uh, it's interesting to see all the other people that are just part of this project. This is true. This is really good. Um, shop local. Uh, encouraged a hundred percent of the time. One of my favorite places in town, especially right now is the uh, pampered pet um, because I have a new dog and, you know, I have to go and get all that stuff and it's better to shop local for those types of things. So um, I I also sit on the city plan commission. And so, you know, having these types of uh, businesses, I think only further, um, create the situation where it's a community that you must go to and you must live in. And so I'm really proud of those types of things. This is true. Uh, my wife has just started going to that particular uh, store. And uh, yeah, uh, Bosco, the podcast dog is uh, crazily spoiled with toys every week. He, every week she pops in with new toys that he literally destroys in 15 minutes or less. I've, I, I feel like I'm going to have to uh, create a budget for Bosco's toys because it's, it's, he's bad. They do, the dogs and cats of our lives are more important than us sometimes. Oh, my God, yes, yes. And there's no no. There's a, like if, I, if I'm like, hey, can we kind of constrain that? And it's like, no, we're not going to constrain that. I'm going to buy him what I want. And <laughs> I'm like, good God. Bruh. All right, then Bosco gets what he wants. Um, pets. Pets are needed. Pets are out there and pets are adoptable and everybody should have a pet. It really helps us as humans, especially as we grow. People like us who have had our children move out, we need pets. Um, They are something to love and something to love us back unconditionally. They love us. Um, And you can't say that about a lot of other things in this world, but pets, you can say they unconditionally love you. Uh, yes, I'm just going to say that uh, Bosco loves you just a little bit more if there's a treat involved. If there, you know. Right, but. <laughs> I just, because he, he's that dude. He, he is he is the most food motivated person I know, and he does not mess around. Oh, well, uh, you know, bribery goes for everybody, right? Facts. It yeah, really right. does. Right. <laughs> you said um, 
Well, earlier we we had an opportunity to conversate a little bit. You you got some uh, you got a new pet in the house. I do have a new pet. We have a new uh, a new puppy that for whatever reason I decided to go out and and get one. I'm a big believer in the humane societies that there is a need out there for those types of things. And I was moved by a story of a dog that they found up by Family Dollar. And, um, you know, the thing was super skinny. It was clearly used just for breeding purposes. And the Humane Society is bringing this dog back to health in in order to have it live a good life. And, And that just got me thinking that, you know, this dog is one of thousands. And I can do my little part to to help one of those dogs, and th- and that's what we decided to do. Now, you know, my wife thinks I'm crazy, but you know, you got to get stuff done, and you got to help in this world. And through the humane societies, that's one way to help. This is true. My wife, whenever they do those stories, she always sends them to me. I was like, "Hey, we we need to get Bosco a friend." Hint. Uh, <laughs> I, the hint is heavy. Now, this is the same young lady who it took me 20 years into talking to her to even having a Bosco. So, you know, I'm just like, no, not yet. You see how they change you? They change you big. They change you at your core and good changes, changes for the better. I appreciate it. Um, Books. Books. Books is read. Now, um, I am an individual that struggles to read. I have uh, dyslexia, and, and, and for me, reading is a little frustrating. However, books that I I read, I read on tape or now CD or download or whatever. So I'm, I'm doing audible books. I'm an action adventure kind of guy. Um, the Jason Bourne series, uh, war type of things, American Sniper, those types of things to look at. Um, there is a TV um, streaming thing uh, called uh, Killing Eve. It's based on a book series called Villanelle. Um, I'm listening to that one right now. Um, I'm loving the fact that the stories are a thousand times different than what you see on TV or the movies. Um, my wife hates that part because when we watch the movie, I go, now this wasn't the way it was in the book. Oh, you, are you that person? Right. right <laughs> providing the commentary. <laughs> but um, I think books are important no matter what your ability is. I think that you can start with uh, simple Books, red fish, blue fish, one fish, two fish. You could go all the way up to uh, the Iliad or Odyssey type of book. You could do whatever you want as long as you sit down and have a chance to read. I think it brings some peace to your soul. I I couldn't agree more. Um, I'm with you on the audio books. I've found like that's my way. Um, I don't have the the attention span to sit down and dig into a book like I used to. So audio books are my way. I can listen to them in my car on the way to work. Um, and just even when, before I go to bed, uh, sometimes when I can't sleep through on an audio book by, uh, after chapter two, I'm usually, uh, <laughs> right, right. <laughs> I'm out, right. but, uh, I do, I really am grateful for the many ways that you can access audiobooks. Even, you know, what my favorite way is right now are those library apps mm-hmm. where you can, you can download these, uh, audio books for like two weeks. Free because it's the library and you never have to leave the comfort of your home. It comes straight to your phone or your tablet. And um, there's a good selection out there. There's a very good selection. And our our city library is is spectacular. They are um, always looking for the newest, best, hottest thing to get the word out there of their resources. And so I highly encourage people to 
you haven't been in that library and you haven't checked them out, go again because it is something new. It is not your old school library. Agreed. Um, the library is amazing. I'd like to send a special shout out to all the librarians out there, particularly the libraries, Oshkosh Library, Alpton Library team. Yes, big shout out to y'all and the Nina Library team. Um, those are just great libraries and work together often. And there's just, if you haven't been to the library in a long time, you can get anything. You can get, um, you can get movies. You can get video games. Yep. Like, uh, audio tapes, uh, audio books, uh, anything, um, records even. Um, and I'm just amazed, like, and all of this is for free. For free. You can get hot spots. You can get uh, at family activities like crime scene investigator stuff. You can get really? microscopes. Yeah, stuff oh. like that. You can do a lot of stuff with your family. Yeah, so if you have not been to your local public library, particularly the Oshkosh one, since this is the Kosh, right? Um, you got to go in there and check it out. Um, what there, what is offered it is amazing, and the people that work there are just fantastic. I uh, couldn't agree more. All right, on to the next segment, which is um, Kosh hidden gems. Well, I think one of the biggest hidden gems in this area are the are the city parks and the recreation opportunities that we have. The lakefront is amazing. You can walk up and down Menominee Park um, three different times and see 300 different things. Um, you know, the parks offer bird watchers, uh, hiking trails. I, I'm a geocacher. I can go out and do some geocaching and oh. do all these kinds of things. I live off of the wheel wash trail, so I could go 26 miles in one direction or another. Um, I really think that it's it's a hidden gem, and, and it needs to be utilized a lot more than it, than it has. Um, and I, I really do believe that getting out and getting about gets you to meet people, gets you to meet uh, new things out there. And you might see a bird you have never seen before. Or you might see something that is just going to be different than it was the day before. And, and I think it's the, the biggest hidden gem that we have. You know what I, uh, when I go to the parks, the, one of the favorite things that I like seeing now um and my favorite park is menominee park since i i live fairly close to there and that's that's bosco's spot bosco there he knows that trail that is his favorite walk of all walks um but i love going there and just seeing all the diversity of the different families all sorts of families so uh, you know you you talked earlier about um some of our refugees and immigrant families like they go to the park Mm mm-hmm and they gather, and they're there with their families, and they're barbecuing, and and having great times, and and checking out our zoo, and and they just look. Anytime I've ever ran across them, there's just happiness there, and um, there's something to be said for that, right? Um, having those common spaces, um, common public spaces, where people can gather with others and see and even to observe others. Let's just say that uh, not in a creepy way, of course, <laughs> for, for that you go to Vegas, <laughs> uh, but I just enjoy that when I'm walking Bosco and just seeing um, all the different types of families there and, and doing what they do no different than us. Right. Right. And it's hard to not be happy in a park. It, it yes, I will, I will agree with that. Yep. Except for when there's like, the, I'm going to tell you my pet peeve is the geese. The geese drive me crazy. 
I, I agree. I have a little pond behind my house, and the the geese are. I'm happy when that pond freezes over because they go away, but I know soon they'll come back. Yeah, the geese are they're they're park gangsters. Yeah, they just they poop everywhere and they 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 run up on you and they ain't like they these geese nowadays they don't got bold. Yeah, they're not happy birds. Nah, man, they're not. They're not nice and friendly and stuff. They're more like, hey, don't run up on us. That's right. You don't want these problems. And I'm gonna leave a mess for you. <laughs> it's so true, Bruh. All right. Um, what's the cash need? You know, the, the, the cash need is, is just about every community's need is that we need to support, uh, the nonprofit entities that are part of this community. There, there are, there are dozens and they all need support through volunteerism, through, uh, financial contributions, through resource development, those types of things. And I'm talking the boys and girls club. I'm talking about uh, the agency I work for, the Winnebago area literacy council, uh, NAMI, um, Big Brothers, Big Sisters, Habitat for Humanity goes on and on and on. And all these places serve this community in ways that are fully not understood or not seen, but make this community stronger. And so that's the need for us is to get more involved. Hundreds and hundreds of volunteer opportunities, hundreds of opportunities just to drop off a small check or just uh, like in a case like uh, Goodwill or or Habitat for Humanity, drop some stuff off at their place that they could utilize or resell in other ways. So there's just uh, dozens of ways to support our community through these nonprofit organizations. I think sometimes, I think there's a lot of, uh, well, I don't even think, I know for sure as a fact, like there's all these people out there that have uh, best of hearts, great intentions, would love to, they just don't even know how to. They don't know how to, and all it just takes is just a call or a click on your mouse nowadays. Most of these places have got tremendous websites just to say, can you send me more information? Because I guarantee you somebody will get back to you within a day or two to say, here's all the ways that you can help. Right. This is true. Yep. Um, well, let's, let's, I, we're big on that. Uh, Please, 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 if uh, if you aren't currently already, if you don't already have your favorite nonprofit or your favorite organization out there, look into some. We have some amazing ones around the cash here just doing fantastic things, helping our little corner of the world be a much better and more welcoming place. You, you can't beat that. You can't, and that's what makes us a strong community. Facts. Um. Time for the naughty slash heroes corner. This is where you have the opportunity to put somebody in the naughty or heroes corner. It uh, doesn't have to be a person. It could be a thing. It could be an organization. It could be whatever you like. So, Tom, what do you got going on? Well, obviously, with the recent uh, world turmoil, my naughty corner goes to a, a, a world leader um, who really just seems to have a very difficult time with justifying anything that's going on. But uh, ignorance, uh, you know, on my part may also be misunderstanding. However, I'm, I'm pretty sure I'm not misunderstanding in this particular realm. Um, it's, it's, a, it's a tough thing to, to witness because of all of the hurt that is going to occur. I think it's going to be different. And, and what I mean by that is, like, I think with all of the ways that media travels now, we're going to see things about war that we never expected to see. And so it's not going to be this thing where this 
these atrocities are happening over there and you know it's just talked about there's going to be pictures that get out there's going to be video that gets out it's going to be on our phones on our tablets in our living rooms and i don't think it's going to sit right in the long run right it sits it sits in ignorance at first but I don't think that's the way this is going to play out now is because things are going to leak and you're going to be thinking to yourself, I still don't even understand this. Why? And why are these innocent citizens of this country suffering for what? Right. Right. And you're going to see it. I I agree. And I, I just, uh, you know, the last few years has just made it uh, almost okay for us to not be kind to people. And I, and I just hope that this isn't a culmination of all that. Um, we need to get back to just being nice to people, no matter who they are, and uh, and I think that that leads me to all my heroes. My heroes, um, I, I don't have a particular hero because anybody and everybody can be a hero, um, and and because of that, our organization sponsors a, a comic book contest every summer called the Mark Gruenwald Comic Book Creation Challenge, where we we ask you to develop your own hero, put it in a comic form, and and, and over the years we've seen hamsters that are heroes we've seen brothers or sisters that are heroes we've seen parents that are heroes um, one kid wrote about their mom who was the hero during the summer just for putting up with him and his brothers and sisters all summer long so yeah so uh, hero is who you make it and and go out and make a hero go out and make a hero check out our comic book contest because it is a lot of fun we get a lot of great prizes it's a way to keep your skills up during the summer when you don't have school and create your hero, create your hero for all to see, because we have a big old party. We put those heroes on display and, uh, and the, 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 every one of those heroes, absolutely and totally amazing. Yes. All right. I like that. I like that you did both create your hero. You, you, you went naughty and you went hero. Yep. Um, you know, the one thing you didn't do was you you told us about the amazing contest. Mm -hmm. But you, what organization? Well, it's the Winnebago Area Literacy Council. You can find it through our website. We have a Facebook page devoted strictly to the Mark Gruenwald Comic Book Creation Challenge. And for those of you who don't know, Mark Gruenwald was an Oshkosh resident, and he was the head of Marvel Comics for many, many years. He's pretty much the person who made Captain America who he is today, so... It's a local person, went away, did good, um, someone to be proud of, and it's a great way to honor his legacy but also get the creativity of our community going, and we're happy to see it. So you're trying – this is – wait, this is news to me. Bruh. I did not know that we had someone local. Right. In charge of Marvel? He was the creative content director of Marvel, and – as I said, he pretty much made Captain America the way he is today. He's uh, He started off as a young kid writing to Marvel Comics and their letters to the editor, uh, making suggestions and things like that all the time. And uh, and he lived here for the longest time. But when duty called, he went to New York. And uh, unfortunately, he died at a very young age. But uh, he, is a, he is a local hero to comic book people in this area. Hmm. That's good to know because um, I'm a I'm a comic book guy and that that's new news. That's exciting news. It is very exciting and and we get entries from kids that are three to adults who are eighty five and every point in between um, we we 
put most of our winning categories on the kids' ages, obviously, because we want it to be a continuation of things that are learned during the summer. But um, these stories have been absolutely amazing. Okay. Well, you know what time it is now? It is... Yes, I haven't shortened that yet. It is time for the topic of the week. Uh, Tom, what is the topic of the week? The topic of the week is going to be tolerance and creating stronger communities. Okay, let's jump in. All right. Um, We need to have strong communities. That's how strong, that's how communities flourish. We... We don't want to be a community that's kind of McDonald's or Starbucks in every corner. We, we don't want to be a community that all looks exactly the same and does the exact same thing. We thrive as a community and are strong as a community when we have different churches, we have different restaurants, we have different ethnicities, all contributing to our society and making it stronger by having people sitting on boards and commissions and and letting their ideas flow and, and the acceptance of all of those ideas. And so we need to have that. And the first thing that brings that on is tolerance and tolerance of what you don't know. Um, I'd like to go a step further than just tolerance, uh, acceptance. Acceptance as well. You know, let's, let's, uh, don't just tolerate it, accept it. Accept it as what is needed. Because you know what? It would be really boring if everything was the same. I agree. I agree. So we need we need diverse everything. We need diverse everything. Opinions, people, uh, dress. You know, celebrate the fact that this person is wearing the brightest pink you've ever seen. I just think that that's just wonderful. Or other colors like that. Accept people for who they are because you're going to learn. Um, I, I remember two summers ago, when EAA was going strong, I was coming out of the library and I saw this family from Central Africa. They were coming into the library. They were going to meet with somebody. And I knew they were one of our new refugee families because of the way they dressed. Their outfits were very vibrant colors. Um, They were very traditional wear. And I just put a smile on my face when I saw them walking towards me, towards the library. And then out of the blue, a jet fighter came by, just zoom, and this family of four, all four of them hit the ground. And that made me think about what they went through to get here because they had seen jet fighters, but in in hostile actions in their past. And the sound brought back um, memories and instinctively made them hit the ground because something bad was coming. And my moment of joy went to a moment of, of, of frustration and, and, and almost tears because we shouldn't live in a world where we have to see people who react that way. We should live in a world where we are happy to see the outfits, the colors, the cheer that are heading your way um, and not be dashed away when something unexpected occurs. That's powerful. I, I feel that. Yeah, and it, it just um, it just goes to show. And, and so then it ma- I made it a point to when I come across our new residents that I talk to them. Every single new person that comes through our door, 
I go and talk to because I want to learn something about them. I want to learn of their journey. Um, I started looking at the um, Hmong story cloths that were made years and years ago for people when the, when the Hmong came here in the 70s and early late 70s and early 80s. Um, they created these cloths that, that depicted a story, and some of the stories were about their journey from their homeland, having to cross the river and getting to a new country and resettling and that kind of stuff. And yet there's a, a, a humility that goes with their stories that um, makes you think this adversity is something, could, could I handle this kind of adversity? And I'm not sure I can, but the people are coming to this community have handled horrors that we would never even imagine could occur and and they smile and they're happy to take what we can and this is what makes our community stronger is that these people who come to us are so strong they can handle anything they can handle our community well let's let them be more responsible let's accept them let's teach them our cultural um, norms let's learn from their culture and let's make a strong community of it wow um and I think about that, like, even I think about that internally. There was something you said about, you know, engagement, really. Um, you take the time to say hello and, and have a conversation or get to know them a little bit. And I think about that even as fellow um, citizens, Americans who, you know, we move to a new region and particularly um, diverse people. Um, how powerful that can be to help a smile, uh, just a hello, um, just something to say, Hey, you're welcome here. Um, that's so huge. And, and it, and it changes, it can change so many things about our, our interactions with each other and, and the, and just improve the overall feeling of community. Um, we shouldn't be looking at others and saying, oh, that's that's doesn't quite fit or that's hinky or that that's not our that's weird to our community or, you know, that, that that's that's weird. Right. Right. I agree. Exclusiveness is weird. Right. I've had people that are like, well, you look how funny they dress. And I'm like, you're in ratty sweatpants and stuff. I don't know why you have a right to even say anything. I, lo- <laughs> I love the way these people look. <laughs> you <laughs> Uh, a ratty sweatpants and a stained t-shirt. Exactly. You are you have never lied. <laughs> okay. Um well, you also talked about creating stronger communities. What else? What else can we do? You know, you just got to learn. The the thing is you got to learn, you got to read. Read about the people that are coming here. When you meet somebody, just go up and say hi. How are you doing? And and you can ask things. Hey, you know, where are you from? You know, I'd like to, you know, get to know more about you and the people would be more than happy to talk to you about their life experiences, things that they want to do, things that they want to learn. Sometimes they just want to learn how to get to the grocery store around the corner. But all those interactions are what make people great. And so all you have to do is ask, have a thirst for knowledge and go out there and know. Ignorance leads to stupidity. So let's not be there. Let's learn what we got, learn what the people are about around here, learn about your neighbor, your friend. You know, neighbors don't even talk to each other anymore, quite frankly. 
So learn about the people around you. You'll be happy that you did because uh, I went and moved into the neighborhood I'm at. I went and talked to the lady next to me. Now every year she's giving me brownies for Christmas. What? There you go. There's what? something that came back that was positive to me. You know, Dad, you could have brought some brownies. Yeah, I, <laughs> I ate them all. Oh! <laughs> Bruh. All right. That's fair. Uh, I would have did the same. Um I like that. And you know what I even like more is um, because I'm big into like, don't just have surface level engagement, take it a step love uh, a step further. And I'm big on like, I think the ultimate way to connect with anybody of any background, identity, culture is to break bread with them. I agree. You know, and uh, and so that would be my thing. Take it a step further. If you, after you get to know them, um, don't leave it surface level. Uh, find a way to have a meal with them, them, their families, whoever, because I do think that is the ultimate way. Food is the most peaceful way to communicate. Right. Well, it, the saying is never held more truth. The way to a man's heart is through their stomach, and that goes without a doubt, is that if you want to open your heart, open your stomach, Let's let's share that bread because it is a positive step in making this a strong community. No doubt. Okay. Um, that gives me some ideas. Maybe we should think about that. Maybe we need like uh, some type of uh, cultural uh, food festival. I event. think that that would be amazing. I think it would be good. We should really have it at Menominee Park. Yes. That would be even better. I think it would be really good. Uh, maybe we should talk about. It. Hey, Koch listeners out there, don't let this just go to the to the sidelines. Let's let's have a further conversation about that. Um, you know, uh, Appleton has this amazing event called uh, Rhythms of the World, and they they uh, have all of these different cultures come in, and uh, there's music, there's dancing, there's performances, and then sometimes. Um, well, because it's farmer's market is going on at the same time, there's food. Um, but maybe we have something that centers around food. Uh, the university does it um, also when, with people who study abroad and they come back and give a presentation and then they, they serve the food of the country that they visited. Um, that's We should think about that, Oshkosh. You I know? couldn't agree more. I think that it would be great and is obviously somebody who loves food. Um, I would be there First in line with my fork up or <laughs> chopsticks or whatever. <laughs> Facts. Bruh. All right. Uh, well, is there anything else that you would like to add at this time, Tom? Well, you know, one of the things that I just want to say is that as, as we age, um, you know, we're, as humans, we learn differently. When you're a kid, you're, you're learning. You're, you have a sponge. You have a sponge for a brain. Everything around you is going into it. When you reach a certain age, it's much harder to do that, and learning can stop. And I say that we should always strive to learn something new every single day and something that's not just, oh, this is the new way to put a widget together, but something about your neighbor, your friend, your car. I don't care what it is, but learn something, um, whether or not it's you can't go to a car wash on a, on a Friday night learn to go on a Wednesday night. And, you know, those are the types of things that we need to do because with knowledge comes strength and boy, we need that strength in order to get through our lives as, as we age. So let's, let's learn something out there. Everybody learn something new every single day. 
I think you just took a pot shot at me, Tom. (laughs) (laughs) I have learned that I will not be going after work to try to uh, get in line for the car wash with my filthy, filthy car. There you go. All right. Well, it's that time where we start wrapping up, y'all. Thank you so much for uh, spending some time with us. Um, Listening to things that we have to say. I feel like this is going to be a really powerful episode. um, And it's going to make some people think. I I think that's going to be amazing. So, once again... Um, as I always say, we are a work in progress. I would love to hear from you. Please help make this show better. Uh, if, As you know, if you email me, I will definitely respond. I personally respond. Uh, email us at askthekosh at gmail.com. Once again, that is askthekosh at gmail.com. Also, if you didn't know, we have a new website. The website's cool. Put some work in on that. It is thekoshpodcast.com once again that is thekoshpodcast.com go check it out you can get to all of the episodes there will be lots of changes coming in the following weeks uh, with the pot, uh, with the website we are very much in development mode so and you know um, I've been trying to get uh, Kosh listeners out here to uh, participate in a new segment called Ask the Kosh I'm still waiting for people to call in and do that have you heard about this time Yes, I have. Yeah, yeah. I'm trying to get somebody to call in and make this work. So that is 920-385-9298. Once again, 920-385-9298. And my last, last thing, my last request is I need Kosh listeners out there to give us some reviews. Tell us how we're doing. Um we want to grow. We so to help us grow, we need reviews. Apple on uh, iTunes and wherever you can put a uh, a review out there. Share what you think about us. Um, it'll help us grow. Um, it'll help us get better. Um, but it also help raise our profile. So I do have my own selfish reasons why <laughs> I need these reviews. So I'm I'm am I too transparent? There's nothing wrong with being selfish every once in a while. Every once in a while, right? right. Yeah, like with your brownies. That's exactly right. <laughs> All right. Um, so, you know what time it is right now? Tom, do you know what time it is? No, I have no idea what time it is. It is my favorite time of the show. It is shout-out time. So, Tom, what do you got for shout-outs? You know, I want to shout out to a lot of the uh, strong groups that are in the community, especially Oshkosh has a huge, huge selection of groups uh, that empower women and uh, the Women Who Care, the Women's Fund. All those groups have incredible people that are part of it that are very caring and and love uh, the community around us and want to make it bigger and stronger as well. And if you don't know anything about those groups, find out about those groups because they are what's going to drive us for the future or help drive us for the future. And I think that it's really important to know about them. Oh, okay. My shout outs go, well, you know what? You are correct. Um, my shout out is going to go to uh, Mr. Uh, Self, Chuck. Out there, I want to send a shout out to you. Thank you very much. Uh, you know why. And um, send a shout out to 
I don't know. It is a uh, the UW Oshkosh for the success they're having right now to their bat for their basketball team. Um, they're they're out there doing great things. You know the the there's always a timing thing about when um the you might listen to this episode and what's really happening in real time. But um, today, um, UW Oshkosh, if I'm correct, is playing for the We at Conference Championship. Um, so uh, as a Titan through and through, I want to send much, much love and great, great luck to the Titans and hope that you uh, can pull a victory off and bring that and make that happen. Uh, it's here in the cash. I think I'm going to have to go uh, check that out firsthand. Um, I'd also like to send a shout out to the Ruby Owl. Um, Ruby Owl, why are those avocado fries so good? Like I'm mad at y'all. Like them avocado fries are seriously, seriously good. And whatever that sauce is about the sauce it's the crunch in the sauce, whatever you got going on with those, it's not right because I keep giving you money for them. So therefore, um, I feel some kind of way about it. Um, other than that, I think we will let it go. So we were on to the last part of this episode. And that is parting words of wisdom. Tom, what do you have for us? You know, I just want to say that my parting words would be just be kind to people. It's just so important to be kind to those around you because it's what makes us great. Don't be afraid. There's nothing in this world to be afraid of that knowledge won't help you understand. So please think about that and get out there. Be nice. Um, that is wisdom. Um, there's... Be kind. It's that simple. The cash. <laughs>